listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. Hey, Brian, remember when you said, hey, you know what would be great for our 100th episode? Have everyone that we know on the show at once. <laughs> And hope that it goes well. And it's like, like it really it's like is like it's like Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. Um, but in the way that we're all talking and nobody gets the word driving, being driven nuts. Yeah. Um, we don't have the wait, 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 wait. There's no turkey host. of the dinner, not oh, of the. Okay. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 <laughs> I'm thinking of my Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was thinking of my Thanksgivings where everybody just yells at each other and gets sad. There you go. Our feelings. Yep. Not everybody's Thanksgiving. Mine yells each other in another. Language. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I, I miss those Thanksgivings. That's how my childhood was, and I, I haven't had that in years. Yeah. And I would, I would, I would do anything just to be miserable. Holidays without trouble. Well, well, Eric, today's your <laughs> day. You're going to be miserable today. All right. It wouldn't be a Thanksgiving without one of my relatives passing out from drinking too much. So <laughs> when you say relatives, usually me. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. This is actually yeah, just slowly passing out in a in a chair. The world is bullshit. You know this. Right? <laughs> We're proud of you. First step is acknowledging yeah. the problem, Sean. This is my kind of Thanksgiving, though. No turkey and just snickerdoodles and cupcakes. I yes. like that because we eat poorly here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's because we are poor. Yeah, we are poor. Bunch of college. Quite literally poor. We're like we're like the college student poor, but minus the college student. Exactly. Oh, graduated <laughs> Roxy, Roxy has done. an excuse. Real life I poor. That's true. Well, I have three kids. That's kind of an excuse. Yeah, well. Three kids is college. Three kids is college. <laughs> life <laughs> college. Are you kidding me? That uh, is an okay. education. Yes. You're in your junior year of, of fatherhood. Congratulations. <laughs> Not really. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> It restarts with every new one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, the, like the doctor. It's like, like regeneration. Regeneration. Oh, okay, I can accept that. Parenting equals regeneration. Every parent is the doctor, Sarah. No, I'm telling Brian to raise his hand because he looked like he was about to enter the episode. Wow, very good. Yeah, no, I know, this, I know how this goes. <laughs> 100 episodes, I know how this shit rolls. Uh, well, I want it to go in naturally, so let's keep talking for a little bit. And then I'll place <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah, we got to get this in naturally. Slip <laughs> <laughs> it in. Slide it in. You can't, just, you, you can't force you it. It's got to be natural. Anything else. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Nerds on Film. Boo. I'm Brian Moriarty. <laughs> I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Roxy Noberry. I'm Sean Moriarty. And folks, episode 100. Woo! Take off your pants. It's episode 100. No pants party! No pants No, no, no. Guys, guys, guys. Hold your god. Hold your god. Eric, 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 for you, could you just, could you put on more pants? I actually, I probably could. This is how it goes south. No, the amount of pants coming off was extraordinary. Do you have any like uh, fly fishing pants or? I have enough large suits? pants. Waiters, like because yeah. I've gone down. I've gone down four pant sizes in wow. the past. Yeah, I know. Nice. I know. Wow. Yeah, I know. Since April, I could Are actually you wear skinny jean. I, I wait yet. I almost. Yes. I'm just. I've got the tiniest bit of a muffin top, and it's it's almost gone. That's in his skinny jean shot. But I could wear all of my fat boy pants over. My current pants and nice. be very uncomfortable. There you like go. Nice. Yeah. Do you have tearaway pants? <laughs> I would do pants? that for you. I don't know what that, that would is. Have, that would have been okay. appropriate. Like, you know, Velcro tearaway stripper pants. <laughs> oh, those. I call them fun time pants. Uh, anyway, guys. Uh, so. <laughs> Off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
tangents. Wow. This is going to be so many tangents. <laughs> it's be great. Again, I say it's going to be a long episode. Like episode. Um, Strap on. It's going to be a long episode. <laughs> joining us in the the, uh, the modified nerd cave tonight uh, is our Nerdonomy regulars, David McGuire. What is a regular? But yeah, I'm here. <laughs> hey, Eric. What's going on? You were on like the first 30 episodes, so whatever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and Eric Brickmont, of course, my Nerds on History co-host. Hello! However, for the first time in Nerdonomy's two-year history, we have a crossover podcast tonight. Yeah! An alliance, if you will. That's not just <laughs> two ours. equally nerdy shows. The yes. Voltron of podcasts. Oh, yes. shit. <laughs> Joining us tonight, we have the wonderful Billy Bones Woo! and Vicky O from Woo! Girls With Issues podcast, a.k.a. Thank you. Live in studio. Holla awesome. for the estrogen, y'all. Yeah. yeah. This is true. Equally balanced. We've got four guys, four women. Oh, my God. This well, we had no discussion earlier that they outweigh us in the nerd cave. We outweigh Sean, you? That's not... This is what happens. See, they're turning on us already. <laughs> Our messaging compels you. Sarah, you. <laughs> I know what I'm, I'm sorry. You walked into it. <laughs> what are you saying? We outweigh you? <laughs> that is offensive, David. <laughs> David! 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 <laughs> You're such a pig, David. So, yes, so there was a balance in the force. For yes. once, mm-hmm. but in the Nerdonaby family. But I thought we decided yes. that Sean's virtual penis, you know, balances virtual that. penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, you're not my favorite here in Sega game. It was. It looked blocky, <laughs> but it was. It was good. Heavily pixelated. That was a virtual fighter joke. Did anybody catch that? No, um, we caught it. Sure. Oh, okay. I was saving it for later. I might have caught. <laughs> sorry, I'm still so hungover from this wedding last night. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. I don't know. It was weird. I feel like that's a recurring recur- recur- comment is the wedding thing. Why don't you just tell us? Yes. You just drink a lot alone. <laughs> oh, my God. I wasn't ready for everybody to know that. God. Actually, to a wedding. So, really, Sean? Episode Yeah, 100? no, this was my wedding right here. I set it up. <laughs> yes. Do you, Batman, take Robin? Finally. He's husband. playing with toys, ladies and gentlemen. And then I just gentlemen. started drinking and took my clothes off. <laughs> wow. So, okay. Sean, actually, episode 100 is actually an intervention. Um, oh, we think you have a problem. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I you. have a question. Yeah. Uh, has anybody actually been able to see a movie lately? We've yes. all had, like, crazy busy schedules. <laughs> I've watched Seven Psychopaths oh. for Sean? the first time. Ooh. Sean, what did you see? I saw the fucking Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, because I had to. Oh. Sean, can, can we? Can you and I take a quick second to tangent on this because I saw it as well, and Sarah can jump yeah, in. Yeah. It was awful. Oh, it really? was. I I risk being hyperbolic, Sarah Ashley style, <laughs> but I would rather watch somebody choke a relative to death than watch that movie again. <laughs> Wow. Whoa. And not the crazy relative. I the get one to you pick really, the really relative. Really like. <laughs> <laughs> it was a clarification, y'all. So I'm going to just say because maybe because my expectations were just so, so low, I would give it like a C, C minus because at least. Oh, you're generous. At least Michelangelo was funny. Aww. I went in with low expectations too, and I still felt like I was getting my balls chopped off. Uh-huh. Like it was you just laughed. so. 
I laughed. Michelangelo made it made it actually watchable and palatable. Everything else was yeah. was just can I was just awful. Can I ask if the pizza was in CG? Or yes. 3D. Oh. Every, there wasn't. There was not animated. enough pizza. There, there was not, not enough pizza. pizza. There was not enough pizza. <laughs> I'm sorry. But they should have had like a four-way with Splinter and April and like rubbing pizza all over each other. <laughs> I just Splinter's I, I, using his cheese. tail. The fact that Ew. the fact that Splinter or Splinter learned karate from a book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which was what? upsetting. He yes. He you learns learn karate from. Kid? Yeah, <laughs> but also they so they changed the origin. Um, Again. So the origin had nothing to do with like the original comic origin, where it was actually linked to to Daredevil. Yeah, um, hmm. where it was the same toxic chemical spill or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, that you know made D- Daredevil a superhero is also what made the Ninja Turtles superheroes. Uh, interesting. Yeah. In the uh, actual thing they actually s- that was in the actual comics. Yeah, but they don't like they don't yeah. say they don't say Daredevil because I think they couldn't. They yeah. just yeah. totally just copied. Yeah. yeah. But the guys they, were huge fans of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so they like. I wonder they what the it. discussion was at TGRI. It's like, this is going to make turtles super, and uh, it's going to make gingers blind. <laughs> <laughs> right? so those are the side effects. Right, right. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I don't know. It's just. It was a it was a movie Gingers. that was made for twelve year olds, just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was made for twelve year olds. So yeah. I beg to differ because okay. I feel like I still am a twelve year old okay. and I didn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But the kids in the audience loved that movie, okay. uh, and that's their that's their should. demo. That who is their voices? target demographic. Who, who did who voiced Johnny Michelangelo? Knoxville Johnny was, Knoxville did one Leo. of the voices. Okay. Yeah. he was Leonardo. Yeah, which he actually was. I, I had no problem with that. He actually did. A, mm-hmm. a, Fine job with that. Who is the um, Tony Shalhoub was uh, was Master Splinter? Who is Raphael? Yeah, I don't know. One. I can't remember. No. See, the thing is, like, even with the original movies, the first one, every character had a moment that was super entertaining. Like, I love Raphael saying, "A Jose Canseco bat." Tell, Tell me, me you didn't, didn't pay, pay money, money for this. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah, no, that did not happen. And was Casey Jones in the movie at all? Nope. No, no, he should have been. No, they had Will they Arnett. Get- Oh. And he was criminally underused. He and was. Megan Fox and, was criminally overused. And they oh. gave her like this Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man like backstory that linked into the Oh, the her turtles. father, right? Huh? It was It was her father who made it with the bad guy. And then the here's the part that like if I had to like cinema sense this, like this guy who is the villain is already uber rich, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a mansion, he has a fucking helicopter that he can take off at any point. So his plan is to release a nerve gas in New York and then go to the city of New York and be like, give me money for the antidote. He's like, then I'll be even richer. Well, he was I'm like, what the fuck? You have everything. You shit gold, literally. (laughs) But he wants more, clearly. What more does he want? Yeah, people that shit gold are always thinking about shitting platinum. People that shit (laughs) silver want to shit gold. And then they want to shit diamond. Yes. Yeah, so it just, it's a never-ending battle of yes. shit. So, Egyptian pharaohs shot Electrium. <laughs> little nerds on history. <laughs> so, I shit on Umtanium. <laughs> and Vibranium. Okay. I'm, what I'm normal. I just shit poop. <laughs> um, what else did anyone I just, see? I just shit poop. <laughs> That's <laughs> all. But you're regular, which is priceless. Yes. Uh, <laughs> really. What I, else did anyone see? I we, saw a bunch of people standing in line to see the movie that I wish I had time to see. Which one? Which uh, Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, Were you people oh. watching? Hey, okay. Eric, I was not sadly alone. staring from the car. Right. Like, oh. 
Yeah. Eric, you're not along. I've not seen it either. What? You didn't see? I haven't had time. Wow. Problem. You didn't Same see problem. it. You are Ladies all welcome to come over and watch my children and then pay for me to go to a movie. <laughs> you if go. you want to do that, we can make that happen tonight. I don't think you want us watching your kids. It could it probably, be well, dangerous. Roxy's cool. I know a guy. I know a guy. He'll watch your kids for you. They won't act up or nothing. I don't know that fucking guy. He says things all the time. Don't talk to that guy. Oh my god, I love it. So, ladies, we saw Chef on the plane out here. Actually, yeah, great. It was enjoyable. I got a little long in the end. Uh, like where they were going from like city to city I was like I get it yeah you're gonna go from city to city you're gonna and make bond. shit <laughs> <laughs> I think we could condense this like just say like this happened in Austin and it happened in New Orleans and it happened like a little map and a little <laughs> yeah, yeah like a little traveling map like, like Indiana Jones style <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shake off like 15 minutes of, like the food though like oh my gosh amazing. that was insane that was, yeah, that's that was a horrible great. movie to watch in a plane FYI <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Can you give me something better than this shit? We got John Favreau on the screen making God knows what. As you're eating, I would like some braised pork belly. Yeah. Perhaps some bok choy sauteing underneath. Oh my sauces! You can do that, right? Move that up back. It's a balsamic reduction. I can also get a sprite with ice. That'd be great. Quinoa. Okay. So I personally didn't see any new releases, but I did take the time to check out a something I haven't seen in. I actually never seen before. I ain't never seen it. Um, it's a Robin Williams classic known as The Fisher King. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I watched that so one too. Oh, I my checked God. out The Fisher King and I loved it. It was loved great. It, it was loved so it. good. Fisher King is amazing. So good. Yeah. Terry Gilliam, it, it, the year is what, 1992, I think? Mm-hmm. Or 1991, mm-hmm. even. Um, and it's Jeff Bridges, Robin, mm-hmm. and uh, Mercedes Rule, who actually <laughs> won the Oscar. She's an awesome really? actress. She played Anne, uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges' love interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh my god, her monologue about men and women and how there's like a parable to de- the devil and God. Mm-hmm. How like women are God and like men are the devil. And the reason women date men is because the devil's just that much more interesting. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, she's a fucking genius. Yeah. And this then, makes um, total sense. Right? <laughs> and then Amanda Plummer <laughs> plays Robin Williams' love interest. And the two of them together, she's absolutely She's really, she's good. I feel like she was one of those actresses that kind of got lost. I, yeah. It's going to be weird, but I really liked her in So I Married Nax Murder with Mike Myers. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. I just remember her Jane, in get me off this crazy yeah. thing <laughs> called love. <laughs> Dude, like, all you really know her about is from uh, Pulp Fiction, the opening scene yeah. with her and, yeah. um, mm-hmm. what's, who's that other guy, the actor? Tim Rouse. Tim Rouse. Thank Tim Rouse. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the whole opening scene when they're yeah. in the diner. Honey Bunny. They end up being yeah. the bank robber. Anyway, so yeah, The Fisher King, fantastic. I haven't seen that since, like, when it came out around the time, like, when it was on, maybe on, like, cable TV or something like that. So I was like, yeah, I was way too young for it. Yeah, I'd say movies that, like, when you watch as a kid, because if you're just on and you could see them, and then you're like, hmm, Mm. didn't matter to me. Then you revisit them, and when you're older, you're like, oh shit, there were lessons (laughs) there. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt about a movie I hadn't seen since I thought in the theaters. Or since I thought, didn't I thought a putty tat? Oh, father! Yeah, it's a movie I hadn't. S- <laughs> movie I didn't see since I saw it in the theaters. It was Insomnia, oh. which is like a lost Christopher Nolan movie. I was asking oh. people about it too, and they forgot about it. And he plays a super creepy murderer in that movie. Oh. Yes, he does. Yeah. very, very well. Yeah, Sean, I echo that. I, I own the movie. I haven't seen it in years, and I watched it again. 
Insomnia is a amazing fucking movie. Great movie. So it makes you good. so feel, underrated too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes you feel as tired as Al Pacino. It's <laughs> it messes with your brain like Memento. Yeah. Oh, and good. I love the fact and Inception. Those movies make you feel different afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that it's uh is it, that it's like lower re- like lower register Pacino. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just about to say that that <clears throat> you don't get like the whole. Like, we don't get like the. the ah! <laughs> it's just sort of like I'm. Uh, I'm tired. The scent of a woman. <laughs> you really get him to tired. yell. He yells oh, yeah. once really loudly in the uh, in the junkyard. Remember? Oh, that 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 is. That's true. when he gets Al Pacino. Just once. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I traditionally uh, only watch it when I cannot sleep. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Clever, clever but girl. I'm, but ironic. I'm, I, I, Run, sorry. Uh, sh- sh- I'm Eric Sean, uh, I apologize for that. It's not ironic. Um, a little too ironic. I haven't had a chance Don't to tank. see anything since Guardians of the Galaxy, but I will say that since you guys are touching on it, that brings us to why we're here tonight, other than to celebrate 100 episodes in two years, by the way. Yay. Because of the breaks we've taken, normally episode 54 would be our two-year anniversary, or 104 would be our two-year anniversary, but this is actually the one that will come out, I think, within a week or so of our two-year anniversary. It's not our two-year anniversary, Brian. Because <laughs> <laughs> I pushed my glasses up. <laughs> not wearing. That's the first time someone's done a lateral lisp since we've done that. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys oh, remember wait. Lispgate? I oh, do how remember Lispgate. Lispgate was our This very is the first... shit we used to discuss, like, can we say this? <laughs> and then, you know, we just released the outtake episode. Can we wow. put it, can we, can we wow. mock lisps? Uh, not even mock lisp, but can we just do a lisp on the episode and not offend people with lisps? Like, well, that we, was what we were worried about. We did about. the whole King Philip one. We talked about um, the Castilian accent, and right. I lost my yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Lispgate happened at a time when we were young, we were naive. <laughs> Indeed, we were we were young and naive. I was Whoa. 29. I was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, continue, though. Um, Please. But it's good that you guys brought up the Fisher King and Insomnia because tonight we decided, in light of recent events, that we are going to make episode 100 a tribute to the late and great Robin Williams. Yes. Yes, yes. sir. Yes. We would be doing a disservice to our film fan listeners if we did not talk about how awesome this guy is because, honestly... How often do we come up with Mrs. Doubtfire quotes on a regular basis? Right? Like, almost every episode. Every night with him was like the Bay of Binks. I don't know, maybe this is too scary for them? <laughs> right. Even like, so when someone was on the mic at work the other day, someone was like, walkie check, walkie check, and I went, price check on prune juice, Bob. Price check on prune juice. <laughs> and no one got what I was like. He was like, Fern Gully? He's like, oh. Oh my God. So Caesar, Emperor of Rome. <laughs> Every time I talk about being Canadian, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm Canadian, but not anymore. You know, I used to be one. I used to be <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, clearly, he's had uh, an indescribable impact on our generation, mm-hmm. and it's because he did a bunch of kids' movies in like their early '90s. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But we've, I think that relationship we've built with them carried us into our adulthood because we we grew up with his work too. Mm-hmm. You know. He started doing more edgy stuff, like you said, Insomnia, One Hour Photo, uh, of course, Go Bill Hunting, the one that won the Oscar. Where Dreams May Come. Death to Smoochie. Yeah. Death to Smoochie is a mm-hmm. great movie. Oh, it's a cock! By far his best <laughs> classic <laughs> Truly. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I remember some of my like earlier memories of a child watching um, like old TV shows on Channel 36 or whatever and watching Mork and Mindy. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, he stayed homesick from some school and then oh, yeah. he watched... 
Little House on the Prairie because there's literally nothing else on. Right. right. But then right so. after that was Happy Days. And then mm-hmm. appropriately right after that Mork and Mindy. was Mork, Mork and Mindy. It was like a 10, oh, p- 10 a.m. Well, because 12 p.m. time slot. <laughs> because Mork and Mindy was a spinoff from Happy Days mm-hmm. because there yep. was the episode where an alien comes because fucking Happy Days. Alien comes oh, to hang out why. with like Richie because they already Did jumped, they jump the, the shark. shark? Yeah. No. <laughs> no they, wanted to, they wanted to capitalize on because I guess that was right around the time that Star Wars was coming out and yeah. all the space stuff was happening. They're like, uh, we need to jump on this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now. But you know, it speaks to Robin Williams though. How many people can have a single guest appearance on, or is it tw- two guest appearances? I can't yeah, remember. Two. two on a television show and then spawn an entire series because of that. Yes. Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Besides Liberty. Three, I believe. Okay. That's to be fair though, Robin Williams' career as a whole was spawned from Mork and Mindy. Mm-hmm. So I would say yeah. that first appearance, the first time he ever said Nanu Nanu even. I mean the nation fell in love with him. So they in a way we really did. have to thank uh, producer and director Gary Marshall. Probably. That, right? Well he yeah, he got him on uh, there I'll take that back. I agree. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Gary Marshall is to thank. I didn't know where I was going with that. I apologize. Gary Marshall I'm sorry, this feels like we're at like, some sort of UN meeting right now. We're all like at this table with yes. our mics, and we're all just getting ready to make, make our statements. Yes. Oh, I should have made us yes. name tags from what we're <laughs> from. From, from the girls with issues. Yeah. I'm from Blossom Valley. Eric is from, from the Rose Garden area. Shasta Hanchet. Yeah. Get it right. From the <laughs> girls with issues delegation. Yes. yes. I'm deeply offended. Yes. The land of a child. <laughs> Of course, we are all voting on sanctions against Sarah. Sanctions against Sarah. <laughs> That's fine. I probably need some sanctions. Yes. <laughs> I do bad things. I'm just, just the mountain man, right? Who's sitting here covered in pelts, not understanding what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Oh my god! I just, style. I totally <laughs> just thought about. What? Yes. <laughs> well, there was that, but I was also thinking: Did anybody watch Boy Meets World? Like yes, the later Rose episodes? Oh, yeah, Rose with Squirrels. Yeah, squirrels. Yeah. Yeah. squirrels. Yeah. squirrels. <laughs> like the Isn't older brother that went. Squirrels. And squirrels. And Billy corrected me. The <laughs> older brother that went and like decided to be a hermit for like an episode. It was like a flash forward episode. I just thought about Sean being that hermit yeah. and then, and he's this old wise guy and then when he sees me he's like Finny! <laughs> we all know the feeling though when you wake up from like a midday nap and you're totally disoriented like we've all seen that meme where it's like you wake up from a nap and immediately what year is it <laughs> like, oh, shit. Right. i slept through my alarm Fuck. it's still the middle of the day yeah yeah um where were we robin williams i was robin just gonna williams. say that uh I think we've seen a lot of, especially in the last like two weeks or so, there's been a lot of celebrity deaths. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, today uh, that we're recording this, Richard Attenborough had has Lord passed Richard away. Richard Attenborough, yeah. Um, welcome to Jurassic Park. Oh, uh, God, the yeah. best. And director, too. He actually directed uh, A Chorus Line. Yeah. Nice. Well and Gandhi. Other, oh, my God. Yeah. Gandhi. He was oh, wow. the director yeah. of A Chorus Line? Yes. <gasps> well, the movie film, not the Yeah, 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 no, no, no. That film is what got me to completely adore Broadway as much as I do. Oh yeah. yeah. I thought it was really interesting, though, that the week that Robin passed away, there were so many follow-up um, deaths that occurred. And it kind of, we talked to, we, we touched on it when we were talking about it, the whole thing about uh, the, the trifecta and the, the, mm-hmm. the three. The rule of threes. The rule of mm-hmm. three, thank you, that's what it is. Where usually in the case of celebrity deaths, this tends to happen. And during that week, we had a whole, you know, variety. We had uh, Lauren Bacall. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, there was an actress from the original Star Trek series that oh. passed away as well. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Eric. <laughs> I mean, guy. she was a bitch in the episode, but she was such a good actress. Yeah. And then we had Don Pardo. 
of yeah. uh, SNL fame. Yeah, yep. that's true. The announcer. Yeah, so. I always get scared whenever the, the rule of three starts because I'm like, Betty White, but don't keep, keep Oh, rolling. I know, right? <laughs> no, just, just, just <laughs> Betty White. Not, okay. yet. not yet. We're not ready. <laughs> not ready. Yet. Not ready. Just, <laughs> just do the Futurama <laughs> thing. Put her head in a vase. In yeah, that's it. I would genetically preserve that shit. Who? I'm sorry. Betty White. Betty White. Betty White. Oh, right. Yeah. Totally. Who? I just didn't know what she said. It's the last survivor of the Golden Girls. Do you guys remember, though, that summer a few years ago where it was just celebrity after celebrity after yeah. it's the same year that Michael Jackson yeah. died and also um, yeah. so <coughs> many not too long ago too Elaine Stritch too we did. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Elaine Stritch oh yeah. man what I, was, what I was getting at was that with all these celebrity deaths he Robin Williams is probably the one that really affected me personally and I've never yeah. met the man before in my life mm-hmm. I know him because of television and movies but I, I was like actually affected to the point of full disclosure I like wept that night. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Which was like odd for me, and I was just like, ah, what? Yeah. This I, is a man who I've never met before. But we, but to, to Brian's point, we 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 kind of have because we all grew up on on a diet of his movies, mm. you know. And I think everyone here could probably quote Aladdin. Yeah. Pretty he, much. Sure. I think it's something special when they make when someone makes you laugh in a genuine way, and it, it gets you through all of your age points. You know, when you to laugh as a child, to laugh as a teenager, to laugh as an adult. To have touched you through that continuum yeah. is something unique, mm-hmm. and 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 people who will be actors and they'll pass and they'll they'll have great performances, that will be sad. But when it's somebody who has gotten inside you and given you those moments of joy, it, it, I think it takes you back, and it reminds you of those points in your life when you did laugh at that and who you were at that time. So you feel a part of yourself passing with you it in a way. You bond, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think agree. to a certain extent of not just making you laugh but also making you cry. Oh because my God. He, some of his dramatic work was just... Patch uh, Adams? Yeah, Patch mm-hmm. Adams and mm-hmm. What Dreams yeah. May Come like wrecked me. Wrecked Even me. Even Good Will Hunting, I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dead Poets Society. Dead oh, Poets yeah. oh, Captain, oh, my okay. Captain. Captain, my Captain. Captain, my Captain. Oh my God. Uh, Dead Poets Society was a film that I... I hadn't seen when it came out, obviously, because we were like six, and that's not a movie to see when you're six. So we ended up seeing it when we were teenagers and having a profound impact. Even though the movie, some people argue that the plot is contrived. Uh, sure, whatever. But, you know, it's the, it's the same trope of the teacher who's inspired students' story, um, just done with, you know, less cool and you know, less Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but nevertheless, like, just the. The, how much he just pulled back, right? Yeah, he had moments. I don't think there's a single Robin Williams movie where he doesn't have a quick moment where you see something that's very signature to him as mm-hmm. his personality. But most of the time, like this was a very, very muted performance. And this is the first time we're like, we're like oh, wow. And at a time when like, I think he was at the height of being like, hey, I'm the funny guy who was manic and slightly coked out. And he was doing a performance that I don't think anyone had really seen him do at that point. I don't know if this was before or after Good Morning Vietnam. This, was, good, good, uh, this was a couple of years after. This is two yeah. years so Dead Poets okay. Society is 89, mm-hmm. and then Good Morning Vietnam was 87. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I think might be a good thing to do is if we go around and then maybe like kind of talk about a movie that... I want to hear like about Robin Williams movies or like moments that maybe don't get talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we can all talk about Miss Delphi. We can all talk about Aladdin. Um, but what about some of the other ones that I think kind of maybe stand up for you? I know for me personally, uh, Jack. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever saw that one. Oh, yeah. Where he was like, he had this disease or something where genetic he was, disease. genetic yeah. disease where he was, 
in an older man's body, but he was a kid. So he, he aged four he times aged, faster. Yeah. yeah. And that movie scared the shit out of me. <laughs> right? When I saw that movie as a kid, I thought that could happen. And yeah. I went home and I was crying okay. because I thought I could age well, uncontrollably. Well, like the when he's like a fetus and he grows like super, like it's a little scary. It's a little Unnerving. scary, yeah. Benjamin Buttonish. No, I remember but, that. Yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Yeah, and have I, you seen a fetus with hair on its knuckles before? <laughs> <laughs> But I will yes. say it was it was really crazy. I remember the funny thing is is in that movie, and this is terrible. But I was really young when this movie came out. But like when that movie came, in the movie, these kids are talking talking about getting an erection, and he was like, like kids do. Yeah, they're little boys. And they're Sometimes little, they sword fight with them. <laughs> I mean, they're little boys, and none of them wow. have really experienced that. It, was, but they were like talking. They're like, "Have you had an erection yet?" And he just goes, "What's that?" And then I remember leaving the theater asking my mom, going, Mom, what is an erection? And she's like, uh, and then I swear to God, like three weeks later, we were like sitting down to have the talk. Like, (laughs) how old were you? Probably just shy of 10. So, I I didn't talk to my brother about these things, obviously, so I did not want to know. What are you talking about? Your brother would have totally been on board (laughs) to give you everything you need to know about that. He would have, but that, no. could have been traumatic. Hey, Mikey, Mikey, what's going on with your dong? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure all of that, like, that barrier crossing happened when I was much older. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, I want to bring up something um, that I don't think... In, in the lexicon of Robin Williams films, this is something that's probably the most one of the most recent ones. Um, old dogs. <laughs> not old dogs. <laughs> this was actually the last Robin Williams film that I saw on the big screen. Um, it was the <laughs> Night at the Museum. <laughs> <laughs> the Butler. The Butler. Oh, oh yeah. man. Where he Eisenhower. played Eisenhower. He played Eisenhower. And yeah, I just saw that. His portrayal. I mean, besides all the makeup, besides all the embodiment of the physicality of the character and the person, just the gentle spirit. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you really saw how easy it was for Robin Williams to access that quiet part of him, and you could see it in his eyes, and you could see it in the way he just held it in his face, you know. And I was just so taken aback by that, and I really loved his performance in that film. The film overall was just eh, long, I, yeah, too long. Um, long. But his scenes in particular, I was very much taken aback by. Um, and then I think one for me, though, in going back, um, would probably be uh, Awakenings, mm. when he played uh, Dr. Malcolm Sayer, opposite of uh, Robert De Niro. Mm. And yeah. De Niro played the patient, right? And there was this whole thing about, you know, sci- psychological experiments, and they're in, you know, in, in a mental hospital, and the relationship between the two of them, how that evolved. Sorry. I just, I loved their relationship, and I love the fact that De Niro and Robin Williams are just going, you know, mm-hmm. going at it together. And they are just playing off each other so effortlessly. Yeah. God, that was such a great film. Well, I'm going to be super obvious here and go with Good Morning Vietnam. Mm. Uh, That was not Sarah's question. No, no, that's fine. Good Morning Vietnam's a really good one. I think actually a lot of people haven't seen it. It's underrated, man. I was was kidding, guys. I wasn't being serious. (laughs) Oh, were we supposed to not go with the mainstream? I was kidding. No, I mean, like ones that you don't feel get talked about enough. I don't think Good Morning Vietnam gets talked about enough. I I don't think it does either. And I feel like the war in general doesn't get talked enough talked about enough these days yeah. uh, it used to be talked to death but not anymore people just want to forget about it but being the history nut that I am and being the history uh, war history nut that I am I remember very young probably like eight or nine going to the library because we were poor 
so we we didn't rent movies. We we borrowed them nice. from the library. It's a good library, though. It, yeah, yeah like, Rose Garden Library convenient. right down the street. It was good. And they had a nice selection of movies <laughs> that I probably shouldn't be watching, and nobody you know questioned whether or not I should be renting it. And oh yeah, that was my favorite That's part. That's true. No age restrictions. <laughs> like yeah, like showgirls? Why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, I went to the Campbell Library when I was like eleven and and rented Natural Born Killers. <laughs> I swear to God, on it's VHS. True, yeah. oh, we all did that. We went there and that. we tried to find anything that had boobies in it and we Boobie. just rented that. <laughs> That's Oops. Anyway, uh, I remember looking at Good Morning Vietnam and there was this happy Robin Williams on it. I thought, oh, this looks really funny. Let's do that. I don't even know what Vietnam is. That sounds fun. Mm. So, and I'm watching this movie. I'm like, what the hell? I, it, it, was my, it was my introduction to Vietnam. And I think that that is actually uh, one reason why I've been so interested in that human side of war because Robin Williams made it so human. It was impossible to not see it as anything but human. And here's this person who's non-combatant, who's brought on in to this shit show and becomes this icon, this symbol of hope for all these troops that are over there. And that performance, knowing that he's just there initially, but then becomes something so much more and he wants to fight for that. And that last scene, or almost the last scene, where him and Forrest Whitaker in the in the Jeep and he's going to... He's pretty much given up, and he doesn't believe that he can do it anymore, and they bring him, and there's this huge truckload of GIs, and he's just so reluctant. He doesn't want to do it, and then he sees the way they're looking at him, and he just gets up, and he he delivers that performance because he knows a lot of those guys are not going to come back. Mm -hmm. And it's so powerful, and it's so impactful, and it's so funny, too. I mean, the whole movie itself is absolutely hilarious. Some of the most iconic Robin Williams lines comes from Good Morning Vietnam, and um, the whole cast of characters, the whole ensemble just played off of each other really well, and and it also showed that really nasty side of the fact that most of the, you know, South Vietnamese did not want Americans in their country, uh, and performed terrorist acts and things like that, and he made it human because we ignore a lot of that and it became that whole thing about censorship and you know i can just go on and on and on but that was the performance for me that will always uh stick around because it really didn't hit me on so many levels oh me my turn i get to follow uh i patch you adams, will be graded that was i <laughs> um patch adams was just one of those movies i i hadn't seen him do anything serious it was all the genie and and mrs delfire and hook and all the light stuff and so then to see him do Patch Adams, and it's still light because he's, he's making the children laugh, but I remember when he's um, on the hill and they're looking out at, um, at what he's going to be building, the hospital and everything, and just the, the weight of that moment that he was able to pull off was just, you, you felt that. You were able to go up and down with the emotional lows in that movie and, and moments, and that, that one stuck really well. Mm. And then the nose, the clown nose. Mm. Yeah. And the giant, uh, the giant open, spread open legs. Oh, my God. That Come was on so in, guys. funny. And the bedpans on the shoes. That was... <laughs> yeah. uh, really thick, thick, thick glasses. And he's like, hi, I'm going to be Bob, your gynecologist. <laughs> there you are. Well, <laughs> it's funny, too, because it's another, to, to take it to a comic book land, there's a, a classic story of when um, Christopher Reeves was paralyzed and mm. he had all those yeah. surgeries he had to go through. And Robin Williams had been his college roommate, and so he put on a bunch of scrubs and everything, and he comes in, and he, I'm, I'm your proctologist today. And he does the, like a Russian, I think it's a Russian it's a accent. Russian accent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the first time Christopher Reeves knew it was, he could laugh and get through it, and it would be a, a thing. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember hearing that um, when Steven Spielberg was directing Schindler's List, he would get mm. so depressed 
during the shoot because of what he was doing. And the only person he would call was Robin Williams. And he said he'd go from crying on the set from all the intensity of filming the Holocaust to crying because he was laughing so hard. So apparently Robin Williams called him and told him that he was like uh, a writer. or He was conducting a... A survey of what? What was he doing? Oh no, I heard it was something it was about like podcast lately. He was writing a story about people who, for, like Germans, who forgot history before 1945. <laughs> 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 something about something. People on vacation. Like yeah, right. <laughs> people all skiing. People skiing. People on yeah. yeah. Poland. Sean? You guys were talking about how Robin Williams um, helps people laugh through things. And I have to talk about one of the ones that Sarah kind of said was one of his, you know, more famous movies that we, we don't need to talk about. But um, in 93 is when Mrs. Doubtfire came out and we'd seen it in the theaters and it was a super awesome movie. But then a few years after that is when uh, my parents were starting to get a divorce. Yeah. So that movie really rang true with like what was happening in that divorce with th- things that were happening with ours without being too specific. And it really helped me laugh through that and really... It, it it seriously helped me a lot get through that right after because like, I was like twelve or thirteen. You yeah. know, yeah. I've got raging hormones com- combined with this you know huge change in our lives, and Robin Williams helped me out with that. Yeah. I, I have to do it. I have to ditto that. Um, I, the monologue at the end says it all. Oh my god! Um, yeah. Where he's talking to the little girl uh, through the through, through the letter on television, and uh, it was really funny because at that point too, Robin Williams actually looked a lot like our dad too. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> wait, wait, wait. In drag or not? <laughs> As Mrs. Doubtfire. I, the non. Oh, oh, sorry. The, the Daniel Hillard, yes, not the. I could see your dad doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, never drag. Never Any drag. closer, you'd be mom. That we know of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, dad, send us feedback slash pictures. <laughs> I, you know, I have to echo Sean's sentiment with Mrs. Doubtfire for sure, but yet. It's hard. I'm having a hard time figuring out what would be the the ideal one to talk about. Because I mean, I could also talk about the Fisher King. Mm-hmm. I love the Fisher King. It was so it's such a quirky story, but that's yeah. very common for Terry Gilliam. Only movie you'll see Robin Williams full frontal, buck ass naked. Yeah. Oh wow. yeah, super naked. And he said it was a bit cold that evening in Central Park. <laughs> He's so got a great ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, David. Uh, yes. St- stop, stop me when I get there. <laughs> I always had a theory that when he runs into the woods at that point yeah. is when he got caught in Jumanji. Right. The movie that actually I think that never I know it never gets talked about because it is uh, barely a blip on anyone's radar, and it was actually one of the first ways we saw Robin Williams as a kid. It was it was not it was early voice work. It's not Fern Gully. No. Oh my god. It's not Aladdin. Oh my god. It's when he was the cast of Pecos Bill. Pecos Bill. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, he did a video. It was a straight to video thing, but it was a video of. A children's book that was being shot and, and narrated, right? So they did all these like zoom in shots to illustrations, and oh. he was literally the entire cast of the story oh of Pecos Bill. Oh, oh that's God. right. I'm a coyote, and coyotes don't wear no clothes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the best part, like when you see when Pecos Bill is trying to figure out what what animal he's going to ride, he tries jumping on a cougar, and he's like, "Um, excuse me, <laughs> you large chump, get off my back." <laughs> Uh, Didn't he also do that for the animated short that started that opened Mrs. Doubtfire? So he did oh, all yes, this. Yeah, when he yeah. does the bird. Yeah, he got all smoky. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Maybe it's an internal monologue. Oh no, even better, it's the voice of God. Deliverance, puggy, Do you think it's morally right to introduce smoking to the youth of America? Cut to this. And they're all smoking. They're all smoking. Oh, that's wow. a mistrial. That's their bias. That's a mistrial. I am job. I am <laughs> words job. Be big. Be 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 be. Piss off, Lou. <laughs> Actors. Actors. Vicky. Vicky. Oh, um, other than like, uh, these aren't necessarily impactful, but I remember them from growing up of his movies that I just love watching. Anybody remember Club Paradise? Ooh. Yes. Oh, that's Thank that's you, HBO, really for showing me yes. that movie at 11 o'clock right? at night when I was 10. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to look that up. Yeah. Oh, my God. So he runs like this, this like totally shady resort. Uh, I forget where, but you know. I, I vaguely. I think this is where the didn't the "Don't Worry Be Happy" song was. Yeah, uh, no, that's cocktail, from? isn't it? Is that cocktail? Cocktail. It, it was on. It was on the cocktail soundtrack. I remember that. Well, it might have been that one too. Though. I don't yeah. know, but yeah. like it, it. It. So is that? What's his name? Is in it? Um, Peter, Peter Eugene Levy. He, yeah, Peter O'Toole. <laughs> and Eugene Levy is Jean Rick Sing. Moranis. It's is a it? fantastic. Wow. Oh, it's wow. a Eugene Levy. Oh my God, it's that's great. So like, there's there's those two are in it, and they're like spending most of their time trying to find a way to get pot. On the island, so they can That's like. Awesome. Peter O'Toole's looking to figure out how to get pot. Who? Peter O'Toole's trying to find pot. No, definitely not Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole's <laughs> like the ultimate Brit, uh, because it's on an island that's t- uh, a British Isle, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Weed, please. Most English drink. Yes, right. Twiggy is apparently in it as well. The classic supermodel. Yeah, she oh, plays wow. his girlfriend. Nice. I think. Right. That's crazy. The blonde chick. Yeah. Is his girl. Robin John. Williams. Yes, um, he's nodding. nodding. Yeah. He's nodding. <laughs> you need to talk. I don't remember the movie that well. Okay. But I remember. That I just movie. you know Eugene Levy, Robin Williams. I just remember oh, a lot of so, arm hair. It's so funny. <laughs> it's just so funny. He's playing. He's trying to like maintain chaos, but he's like like on this like really crappy resort. And I remember that movie, and I remember Cadillac Man. Does anyone remember Cadillac Man? Oh, yeah. Man? yeah I remember, like, I remember those, of it. Right? <laughs> so, like, those kind of movies, I remember they would be on all the time, like, particularly, like, on cable and stuff. So they, I'd see them, I don't know how many freaking times. Mm. And, and he, he's, he played, they were, like, similar type of characters where he was in the midst of chaos, and he had to be, like, the one to sort of, like, wrangle it. But they just made you laugh. And he had, like, quiet moments in there in most of those mov- movies, too. And that's what I think of when I think of him as like going back from starting there because those were probably some of the first that I ever saw him in um, in terms of moments I mean I remember in Goodwill Hunting even though it's you know an obvious one just having the moment where he's uh, talking about his wife mm-hmm. oh the fart scene yeah. that yeah and I know that was Im- that was improvised he made that up on the spot and the, and the camera oh. guy's laughing you can tell yeah, can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when he has that scene where it's very intense but like he's he keeps it in like where he's talking about how he's like i met my wife and when wills tries to push back on him about you know get out you're telling me to get out there you need to get out there Mm. um and so that it could go from from one to the other and it always seemed so very authentic and real and and more real to me than sometimes when you see somebody who's purely a dramatic actor because um sometimes it become their their approach can become a little you know, affected a little Pacino-fied. Uh-huh. You know, you're, oh, yeah. you're waiting for those <laughs> for those moments and a lot of for those ticks that they have. But somebody, when you see them in, who's able to do both, it always comes off as authentic as a person to me, not just yeah. a performance. Um, and it, I think that's why so many people were affected yeah. by him 
you know, that he, he could do that. There was honesty in his work. Yeah. 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 Genuine mm-hmm. honesty. Yeah. And that hits you and that hits you in, in a place that is real for us more so than, you know, if it's a movie that we see that, oh, it brings up something that shows us something in ourselves or we learn something for it or anything like that or there's a particular performance because it's especially dramatic or whatever it is, all those are incredible. But it, it's about the performance, right? And, and appreciating where the actor has gone um, to do something that's pretty intense. But with something with him, it always just felt like maybe like you knew him, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that he knew you or if he knew you, yeah. if you met him, he would know you. Yeah. The, the way he was able to go through the range. I think mm-hmm. that's why the way he died mm. is as impactful as it has been for people. Mm. Right, mm. yeah, sure. Because it really is as if somebody in your family took their own life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to have somebody like Robin Williams make that choice. I mean, we all know the other side of Robin Williams, the, the struggles that he had in life, the struggles with addic- addiction, the struggles he had with depression, and then to be confronted with a disease, well, not strictly life-threatening, per se, mm-hmm very much changes your quality of life. Mm -hmm. And for somebody like Robin Williams, who is all about quality of life, that's his entire existence. Mm. I can kind of understand where he was coming from in this choice. Now, I'm not condoning in any way, shape, or form suicide. I'm not saying that people should take that route. I wish he hadn't. I really don't. Um, But I can kind of understand where he was coming from with this. I just remember having a moment, though, of feeling, like, upset because I wish I could have told him how much he gave to me yeah yeah Yeah. and when you heard and and when i say me i mean like all of us i mean like you know like i and i know that's what everybody's experienced the whole outpour that came yeah you know like and i just you gave us so much if you if only we could have somehow given that back to you in some way what would have been enough or not i don't know but when that happens um that's what hit me the most is like i just wanted i would have loved for that person to know you like, hit, just give you, him a you hug touched me. and just, like, yeah. let it yeah. just in that embrace yeah. and just say, look, you mean something to me. Yeah. Like, you matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dave, I know that you, I, I can kind of speak for all of us when I, I think that out of the group, I think we were all definitely impacted. But I, I want to say, like, I, I felt your pain in particular when yeah. this happened and how, like, this must have really impacted you on a huge huge scale yeah. because you know in that regard i want to ask you i don't i don't think we we've come to you yet on what your film choice would be yeah i uh like i said i i really don't know what it was and i think i think eric said it just now was that his ability and also ecky uh ecky <laughs> echo vicky uh-huh. was that uh you know he his ability to to give off good performances and the fact that we grew up with him and the fact that he was always kind of there in your life, you know, um, I think that's why it hit me so hard was that that someone had written something where uh, they said, you know, we usually turn to you for times of pain and now we have no one to turn to for something Mm -hmm. like this. And I think that kind of holds that sentiment of, you know, usually when something like really shitty happens in in someone's life, you know, we'll throw on Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, for me, I've seen that movie a thousand times. I could quote it for you in a quote off, you know, Mm -hmm. in like nobody's business because it's just such a quintessential like uh, cornerstone of someone's life. I just want to say, think back to March of 2009 when we all found out that Robin Williams went into the hospital for heart surgery. How many of us literally stopped what we were doing that day and thought to ourselves, God, no, 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 no. Yeah, don't let this be it. And then we, and then we came back from that and we're like, yes, good. And (laughs) he's fine. And he did performances. (laughs) It was awesome. And And then, 
Yeah. Um, but I think, I just want to comment real quick because I feel like, I, I think Robin Williams did know what he meant to the world. I really honestly believe that. I think that sometimes that's not enough for somebody mm. in their life, as tragic as that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he did know. Yeah. I want to believe that he knew. I've um, never been. I think, then maybe I, what I would say is I wish he knew, you know, we all live lives and some of us get, to, you know, we have to, we go to, we go to a job and it pays our bills. Maybe it's not something we're passionate about. Maybe not something we hate, but maybe it's just something we do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if we're fortunate, we get to come home to families that we love and everything like that. But, you know, um, he got to do something in which he was able to bring joy to people's yeah. lives, countless yeah. people's lives. Selflessly, too. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I just, it's sad to me when I hear that that, and I get it, part of what made him the way he was, was his inability to perceive that from other people. Mm. Brian's going to hit me because he really wants to say something and I keep cutting <laughs> him off and I'm so sorry, Brian. Yeah. I just have one last thing I want to say on this point. I'm so sorry. I know I'm the downer. And then I'm going to cut you off um, because... But I look at somebody like like Muhammad Ali, who's suffering from that same affliction, who spent his whole career being strong and fast and talking shit to everybody. But he's taken it and owned it and brought so much awareness to the disease and has kicked its ass in that sense. The disease we're talking about is Parkinson's, Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. I wish that Robin had well, been able to bring that, that same element to it. Well, you know? I, here's the thing. I've never been clinically depressed, but... From my understanding of it, it's a pain that many people don't understand. Yeah. Can't understand. It's a f- emotional and physical pain. It's a brain chemistry yeah. situation as yeah. well. Yeah. It's and I think the more recent dialogue about it since his passing about calling it a disease is I think more accurate to what it really is. It's not just a condition. Right. It it is and you know, it's nice to think that we could have maybe you know talked him off the ledge, so to speak. Um with all the things of all the impact he had, and you're right, I think he was well aware of that. I just, I feel like that it was probably the way one person quoted it was that was probably what got him through one more day. Mm. Yeah. And eventually, just his, his, he got burned out. It wasn't too, it was too much. And I don't know, I can't, we'll never know. Then he continues to add a legacy. What's going on. You know, yeah. he continues to add to yeah. his legacy, I should say, and that, yeah. that he's bringing awareness, yeah. you know, around, around people Agreed. who are, who are in pain. I just want to finish Brian. up with, um, when I had heard, that it had happened, I was, I think like everyone, we were, I was in shock and disbelief, and then when it finally happened, um, I remember I went into my car and I cried for about five minutes, and then I went to a Starbucks somewhere, pulled out my laptop, and as I was getting ready to do the post for Neuronomy, I saw a video clip of one of his hmm. movies that someone had posted up, and it's mind-blowing to think that we just heard that he had died, and feeling this profound sadness, and yet, we watch the video and yet I'm laughing out loud again. <laughs> again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is like the question is who do we turn to when we were sad? We turned to him. We turned to his legacy. And yet he him laughing to us posthumously was what made me more okay with what was going on. How many of you watched the, a movie that night? Yeah, what did the everybody watch? Post. Oh my god. I, I watched Good Morning Vietnam. It's my go to. Yeah. That's what I watched. I watched uh Doubtfire. I watched I watched a lot. I like had a big I watched Hook. Session. Yep. Aladdin. There you are, Peter. Yeah. As it took me a week and a half before I could watch anything Robin Williams wow. related. I could not do it. I absolutely could not do it. I all and actually, I know I don't know if you guys realize, but while all this stuff was happening, I was actually pretty quiet throughout all of it. Like we have our Nerdonomy text thread going on, and I had my one post on Facebook, and I just was in shock for about a week yeah. and a half before I could actually accept it. And then that's when I watched 
uh, Fisher King. I watched Dead Poets. I watched The Butler. I it was just like I was just go. I watched Aladdin. Yeah. I was just then I was going and I'm like okay. Now I can accept this, but I just, I was in shock for a week and a half before, mm-hmm. and I could not watch a Robin Williams anything. I just, none of the memorial videos that anybody was posting, none of the comedy bits, nothing, because it was yeah. too much for me to want to handle at that moment. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, the most depressing yeah. anniversary episode yes. ever. <laughs> I still haven't watched a movie of his yet. It's yeah. been one we'll, I've been super we'll busy. just go but, to the rack and yeah. be like, what do you need? What do you need? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, uh, <laughs> Roxy's lost it. Roxy's lost it. Oh, God. Oh, my God, Vicky, I love you. Oh, my God. I will say, uh, I will say, I think probably the one movie that... that I think it's really underrated is Bicentennial Man. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Bring this, it home, Dave. Yes, dude. That, that scene Bring where the dad and the daughter are dancing, my dad actually cried at that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's such an underrated movie because it, it's very long, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people thought of it as just kind of being like this overly schmaltzy. It? Yeah. it was critically panned. Too, yeah, yeah, it's about, it's like about, it. it's about no. almost three hours. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, it's I close to. And, but I mean, there's just something about it. And I think if it was anyone else playing that part, it probably would have been forgettable. Mm. But then again, it was him that carried that movie. Yeah, you know. And for those that haven't seen it, you know, it's about a robot who decides that he wants to become a real boy, a la Pinocchio, basically. Mm-hmm. And he just wants to start to feel like he's a robot that's beyond. It's basically breaking out of conformity. Yeah, like that, and that's he the is message. special. Like mm-hmm. the he character of Andrew Martin is a yeah. special character. And yeah. he goes through many transformations, and he finally becomes a human, and he ends up dying at the mm-hmm. end. Spoilers. Uh, but it, it's such just a very touching movie. You know that doesn't count, right? When you just you can't say spoilers. Guys, okay. Spoilers. That's like the new thing where it's like, it, what is it like? No. By fence. the way, uh, no, no offense, right? No, no offense. Like, spoilers. By the way, Darth Vader is Luke's father. Spoilers. spoilers. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, Dumbledore dies. Uh, spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bruce Willis has been a ghost the whole time. Yeah. Right. Spoilers. Spoilers. What fucking happened to me? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm very upset. I was sitting you. in a video store. I was yeah. literally standing. I was standing in a video. I don't sit in video stores. I was standing in a video, a video store in line days? with the goddamn movie in my oh. hand, and the asshole returning the movie next to me is like, "No, seriously, I could not believe that he turned out to be the ghost the entire time. <laughs> I couldn't believe it." I looked at this guy. And I was like 11 years old, and I was like, "You're an asshole." <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, the only time as a child I ever swore in an adult. That I didn't know. Um, <laughs> that I didn't know. <laughs> so, David, your choice is Bicentennial Man? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously there's the, the you know, there's Mrs. Doubtfire, there's Aladdin. You know, I mean, well, there's all those. Like I said, we're not talking about favorite, just the underrated one. But I think that, and also I just recently watched one that I think will go into my new favorite list is uh, World's Greatest Dad. Oh, which I so preface right now. That it's dark. It's, it's dark, but the subject matter is a little too close to home right now for what had happened to him. Mm. It's about a father who whose son dies during autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh. And he then he then covers it up to make it look like it was a suicide to try to save him. And and just turns it into like this it just kind of spirals out of control and um That is the worst title World's for, Greatest Dad. Well, so, for, 
Well, like a movie like that, like I thought you were gonna tell me about well, Tim Allen and him like, camping no, or something. No. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you, oh gonna give you Bobcat Goldthwait directed and wrote that movie. I'm now every time I see one of those fucking mugs, I oh. think of autoerotic. Oh my god! Oh god. <laughs> what do you it's, think is gonna it's a, follow? It's a dark, <laughs> it's a dark, dark, dark movie. Hold on, I got this. Uh, <laughs> autoerotic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We got a winner. Can you yeah, just do like a marketing winner. meeting? They're like, guys, 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 we need to have this mug like speak something different. Not just a little bit of stab, but what about, <laughs> look at that what about choking say. yourself while whacking it? I mean, oh, that's... The, the thing, yeah, but that, that, I mean, that's one point in the movie. The thing is, is this kid, the, the kid who's the son, is like a total shithead. Nobody likes him. The father doesn't even really like him that Aww. much. So when the kid does this, the dad just gets rid of the porn collection and writes the suicide note. And then every is this supposed to be a dark comedy? It's, or just it's a dark. It's and, a dark and the whole dark, joke dark is that well, the other thing is that he's also an underwritten. He's an, he's an underrated writer. He's exactly. a failed writer. Yeah, he's a failed writer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so he writes the suicide note, and then all of a sudden the suicide note starts garnering a lot of attention. So he ends up writing this whole fake journal and is releasing these journal entries, and he's getting all this publicity. All this publicity. And he's off got like it. you know publishers that are like, we love this. Like you know whatever else you have, plus this kid's book. Like we would love to mm-hmm. see you go high. And it's all based off of his kid's death. And, like, the final speech at the end, he, like, of course... No. No, fuck it. So at the final speech at the end... <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. I I have to tread carefully here. Um, he just kind of... He goes in front of everybody and he goes, My son died while masturbating. And he goes, Okay, great. Nobody liked him. Okay, bye-bye. And it's just such a dark... Yeah. It's exactly how it ends. Wow. It's, it sounds Heathers-esque. It is. Yeah. Right. It's God. very, very dark. It's right? very dark. It's, it's a good. very good. I, I would recommend it, but I said, you know, if, if you are, if you are deeply affected or have any sort of emotion attached to what had happened to him, it's a, like the message of that movie and having to deal with suicide, or, or you're dealing with the, you know the thought of suicide, right? Because he makes it into one. Um, it's it's tough to watch. Yeah. It's really tough to watch. Mm-hmm. And he says something in there that really, I almost felt like, is this like his letter to the world? Because he says a line that says, um, I used to think that being alone was not having anybody around me. But now I know that it actually is having everyone around me and or something to the effect of having everybody. I noticed everybody. it ends yeah, I, thought, I thought being alone. alone or not, yeah, being alone was the. Was like not having everyone around me, but then uh, being it's alone. It's being in a be, crowd of people and still feeling alone. Yeah. Exactly. Basically. To which when I heard that, I was, it just was like, oh God, this is, why are you doing this? Or like, the scariest, I think the scariest thing is being alone. Now I know the scariest thing is being alone in, when you're surrounded by other people. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, and, and I think at that moment, to kind of bring it, you know, home, I guess, is that that's, that's I'm sure, is what he was feeling at some point, you mm-hmm. know, is that he, he had everything. He had a great wife and he had kids who loved him. And I just, you know, as Brian said, he just, you know, probably got burnt out. I mean, that's all speculation from us, but... And that's I don't really, even want to. I don't even want to ponder that. You know I don't want to ponder. You know that. what? Though, like, at the end of the day, fair. like here's the thing: depression kills brain cells. So the capacity that a person's brain has to think that there's hope is very limited. 
because their brain is just not firing on all cylinders anymore. Once you're so severely depressed, and once you've been suffering from depression for as long as he probably was, I mean, considering the drug abuse history as well, mm -hmm. that's a huge factor. Yeah, you know, that fucks up your brain um, chemistry. Sobriety. Sure. I mean, once Plus an addict, yeah, always an addict. You know, mm -hmm. and sure. that's that's a serious burden for somebody. It's even sadder because so. he was sober at yeah, the time. Of this I know. Yeah. yeah, but let's you know. Can we, we talk about something happy? Yes. Yeah. So so we get it from Sean. Sean, what was your choice? Sean, yeah. tell me something fucking hilarious, please. <laughs> His choice was Mrs. Doubtfire, right? Yeah, yeah, right? Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire yeah, which wasn't underrated. It was just the one that that helped me through a really hard time and no, no. had the most profound effect on me. Happy. Happy. Okay, tell me can, something. I, can I just bring into the point? Tell you something happy? Yes. Okay. Because I am a huge Friends fan, uh, you should check out the episode that he and Billy Crystal were oh, on. So, oh, okay. It's in 1997. They aren't actual um, you know, guest stars of the entire episode. They're just in the cold open. Mm. Um, and I think they were doing it to promote that movie that they did together Father's called Father's Day, Day nice. which is... The two of them, I think, is what makes that movie. You should watch it just Fair. for the sake of them. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, Sean, go ahead. Am I supposed to? Am I supposed to make everybody happy? Because yes. yes. I, I was just gonna say, I, you know, for me, I just I'm thinking back now to uh, his bit on Broadway. We didn't know. He opened it up and saying, "This will not be your normal evening of theater. This, this is, is Shakespeare with a strap on. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last thing a clitoris sees." And he has like a giant eye at the top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This that's was the, the one set from Fantastic Voyage. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> cat bear. He's like, that's mine. That's who loves mine, Kitty? That's mine. Are these your Kitty. shoes? <laughs> who loves Kitty? <laughs> who loves Kitty? <laughs> that entire Broadway show. So oh good. Oh my God. I have never laughed so hard that I was choking on spit. <laughs> when, like, I was, when I was watching that shit. That, uh, live on Broadway, 2001, Sean, right? Live on Broadway was 2002. 2002? Nice. Check it yeah. fucking out. There, there's a DVD, there is a CD. Yeah. YouTube. Buy it. We watched it. YouTube. And oh that's the one where he talks about the origin. Origins of golf, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, origins of golf. I put the ball, the flag hundreds of yards away. But then I put the flag up there to give him fucking hope. I, it, I, I got it. I want to invent the sport where I hit a ball with a wooden stick. I mean, like, well, no, fuck, pool. <laughs> I want to put the whole hundreds of yards away. <laughs> a little fucked up stick. A little screwed up stick. And then I would put a little fucking like, flag okay. up there. Is it like a fucking No, hope. fuck lacrosse. I'll put shit in the way. Please. Bushes. <laughs> yeah, so you do this once? No. 18 <laughs> fucking times. <laughs> every time you do it, you have a stroke. That's what we'll call it. Because every time you miss, you feel like you're going to fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> I love this bit in like uh, the Al Qaeda bit, where when he goes up to the uh, when he talks about like you know the because it was like post nine eleven right, so he made yeah. a lot of post nine eleven jokes. Yes, but the joke when he was like you know like the guy who blows himself, he's like, oh, I'm waiting for my seventy virgins, and they're like you know there's like George Washington and like all the colonial guys kicking. He's like, what what? Where are my seventy virgins? Like seventy virgins. I think that's actually from Weapons of Mass Destruction. It is. He, he, well, he does it twice. Yeah, he, he does reuses it. Yeah. Oh, he does. Live yeah, on Broadway. Yeah. yeah, he does. I also love the uh, when they were talking about we were talking about luge earlier. What drunken German gynecologist invented the sport? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will dress like a sperm. <laughs> Shove an ice skate up my ass <laughs> and go balls first at an ice school shoot. Yeah. yeah. That would be fun. <laughs> there are certain things you don't want. You don't want a gynecologist who is also a magician. <laughs> oh, what is this? <laughs> Ryan, everyone, his bit about the Swiss army knife. Oh my god. Which is your army when you have a wine opener on your knife? Many of you have never opened Chardonnay under fire. <laughs> 
Oh, his uh, his Keith Richards impression. He's like, I I I know oh this. I know I know a lot of things, but I know this that at the end of the world, this is gonna be Keith Richards and, and five cockroaches. I smell John last night. Fucking crazy. And then when he's like, you know, like I've seen that guy go to drug dealers, and they're like, I'm out, man. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> he's like when he does the blood transfusion bit. He's like, I'm just I'm not even talking about a pint. I'm talking about a whole fucking like Chevrolet. He's like all of it. All the Swiss guys going like young and he's like, Heidi, we have to go on tour to support mixed babies. <laughs> um, I also love the bit where he's talking he's trying to drink water and said this shit this shit's getting me more precious than oil you're gonna see dealers, dealers in that side of the street like hey yo I got water <laughs> if you want it cold I got ice motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay, so uh, what? I, I maybe we could say this from like lines you shouldn't say during sex, but like, what's like the one quote from his movie that like when you even say it and you've said it a thousand times, still makes you laugh uncontrollably? Oh. Combination hookah and ice, or what, what does he say? He says uh, hookah and coffee maker. Is that from Aladdin? Like oh, yeah, coffee maker, coffee maker, coffee maker, and something, and then and it can even Julian fry. <laughs> 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 Julian fry. I, I think a really good one would be. Hello. <laughs> I enjoy that entire like enjoy. montage of him doing the different. Things. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm in a so bag. <laughs> the entire damage. <laughs> Let me just ask you: Do you um do you discipline your kids, or they need a nice few smackings now and then? <laughs> I have to go back to me. I, don't, I can't think of mine just yet. I think I honestly, know. the best quote, and I say this all the time, is the whole like, "Can you make me a woman, <gasps> honey? I'm, I'm so, so happy." happy. <laughs> Actually, from that sequence, the the whole thing where he turns around and he's doing Barbara Streisand. Oh my god! That's what I was watching in the in the Starbucks too. Oh, that whole, really the whole bit. It was such a shanda. You should never buy Gribbonus from a moil. It's so chewy. I gotta go older. Like how older? Like Shelly McLean older or Julie? Shelly went to his old. What's the difference? I got some scotch tape and damn hair dye. What about Joan Collins? Oh, I don't think I like strength. I think I got some plaster. Sequence is the best part of the entire. Especially when they like and they go like, oh, but look at this little thing we got going on here. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a fine. It's awesome. Oh my god, I was uh, crying. I was watching that today. No, it's, and it's so awesome that that movie, much like Robin Williams, it's so it deals with so much serious subject matter while not taking itself seriously at the exact same time. Kelly, Vicky, what are your oh, do you have lines? Quotes? I can never quote uh, anything. Yeah, no, that's I mean, like, any one of you, you've pretty much mentioned already. Mrs. Debbie. Hello! That's um, the... Yeah. That I can't believe weekend's is hilarious. Too. I can't believe it just came to my mind, but uh, his amazing cameo role in Nine Months... As the, oh, Russian, yes. as, as the Russian gynecologist. Have you been drinking? Oh, just, just, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> if you excuse me, I have to go circumcise your son. <laughs> wait, 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 we need an esthetician. No, this ain't no beauty anesthesiologist. Did anyone see the, uh, you know, obviously David Letterman did his own little tribute, mm-hmm. but he threw a clip in there of the, I guess after David ha- had a uh, open heart surgery and like Robin Williams comes out in like scrubs and he goes like, how, how fucked it would it be if like you like were on the table and I go like, Dave, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
when he was on Ellen, okay, it was one of his many appearances on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and he was basically talking about how, like, Angelina and Brad keep having kids, right? And it's just, like, this whole, like, Lion King sequence with, like, what? Yes. No! <laughs> like, how, like, African, like, yeah. tribes are bringing, like, gifts to the bridge of the Indian clan. And he's doing, like, this impression of all these, like, African languages. It's so fucking funny. When he was on Inside the Actors Studio, um, oh. they had done uh, oh. they had done a little throwback where they were like um, they were like you know who somebody had complimented you previously on Inside the Actor Studio and said that you were one of the greatest influence that they had on their comedy during their career and it flashes back and it's, it cuts to a segment of Billy Crystal um, talking about how he's just always so in awe by Robin Williams and his level of improv and how he's always so fast and so quick yeah. and then it cuts over and then um, you know he's talking to him again he's just like how is it that you're so fat are you, are you just thinking faster than the rest of us like what is it and Robin Williams just stands up and he just goes off on like this like six seven eight ten minute like improv of just like going out to the audience and using a woman's shawl and like just going through this whole thing and just one thing right after the other. And the whole thing was just kind of demonstrating that he just has this really insane stream of consciousness and he doesn't keep it in. He just yeah, goes with it. it out there. Yeah. It's like he can yes and with himself, like nobody's business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's got no filter and he's also got the language to back yeah. it up. Yeah. I will say that from that special, uh, if you want to know about favorite quote, it's the, the little kid calling the technical support line and says, excuse me, sir, can you help me? My, my DSL is not running at full baud rate. Uh, Sure. How old are you? This many. He's only important. Oh. <laughs> He's like, what? Hey, kid. What are you building with those Legos? Small plasma laser. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been using it to torment the cat. <laughs> so, um, Night at the Museum may not be his most amazing performance. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. That's a good one. I thought it was pretty good. I, well, the movie was. Fucking I worked in a museum for 10 years, so I had a few issues. But um, I will <laughs> that say that. shit though, happened, didn't it, Eric? It's <laughs> real! <laughs> I always say it would be so sad because everything in museums is always affixed to something. So nobody would really be able to walk around. They'd just be like hopping and hobbling around. <laughs> and everything would just fall apart. Anyway, my point is uh, Good Lord, man! Why are you slapping that monkey? That's awesome. From Aladdin, be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's my favorite bit when he's the cheerleader. Rick him, rick him, rock him, rock him, get that bow and really fight. And then, like, and then he's like, <laughs> they did that. In, yeah. And then, then, then when Jafar gives him a little uh, scowl, he's like, Jafar, Jafar, he's, he's our man. man. If he can't do it, great! <laughs> you guys, so we all love oh, him yeah. and we all miss him. Yeah. I'm glad that we're all here together to be able to celebrate him. Yeah. Now yes. let's have our praying ceremony. <laughs> let's let us pray. Our Robin, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy wow. kingdom come. What? Big jokes really? are fun. Big <laughs> <laughs> jokes are fun. Now time is done. Wow. I, I get the wow. I'm just. He, he, that was awesome, Brian. Keep going. Yeah. Come on, we can finish uh, it. I, I, that's all I got. Yeah, and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Give us this day our daily laughs. And forgive us our trespasses. <laughs> Why are you FDR all of a sudden? Right? <laughs> As we forgive RV who trespassed against us. <laughs> RV, I love the word bad RV. Okay, so what is it RV? Oh. Was when they were changing out the septic tank. 
Okay, and they just get covered in shit. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Just forgive Arnie. Covered in shit. Oh my god. What a forgiving, forgiving scene of that entire movie. That's all I'm gonna say about the RV. Oh goodness. Oh my Fame. god. I will say that I, I did my, my tribute to Robin Williams was to grow a Robin Williams memorial beard. As you all know, I shaved my beard off recently. Yeah, it's but I grew back. it back, and I was going to shave it off after the funeral, and then I found out the other day that that actually happened like the day after. I oh. don't know. So I was growing the beard, but that's okay because it was a you know memorial beard regardless, and so I wore it for an yeah. appropriate. And one last, I think, uh, the Simpsons episode where like they. Starts off with like this concentrated beam of sunlight, and they're like, "Oh, they're asking all Springfieldians to like stay indoors, or unless you have a level six Robin Williams hairiness." <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a bit where they said that Robin Williams might be the missing link between man and ape. Oh, there was, yeah, there was some did. like bit oh, on that. Oh my news. god! Even Family Guy touched on it, and there was like an episode yeah. where Peter was like he had the ability to touch people, and they turned into different versions of Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, like the beard version of him, like the sad, depressed one, like the Patch Adams version. The right. Wow. Version. It's great. That's oh one hell of a tribute. It, it, it's worth just mentioning because this is a nerd-themed uh, podcast channel. He was an enormous gamer. Oh and my even named God. his daughter yes. after Zelda. Zelda. You know, yeah. both and they of the started kids a commercial together. Yes. They did oh, for the DS, yeah. yeah. And um, World of Warcraft, because he was a big WoW fan, is creating a... Uh, and they tribute to him. Are yeah, they an online, really? Like, like awesome. an NPC, a non-playable character. Because he was a hardcore WoW player. And he built his own PC just so that he could... Handle the gaming. Wow. And cool. a comic book guy, too. There's pictures, Midtown Comics. He would come by and, and get trades from there. They posted a, a picture tribute yeah. as well. So, what That's we're saying cool. is that if things had gone differently, he would have loved this podcast. Aww. Sure. I think yeah. he's listening, Dave. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah. So, let's get into some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Yeah. Um, so, we have some mixed reactions about our blooper episode. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. oh, well yeah, the two responses. The two I responses. worked really fucking hard on that, <laughs> and if you don't like it, take a fucking walk. One person said that they liked it and they would pay for uh, more content and filthier content, however, not $1,200 like mm-hmm. we suggested. Mm-hmm. And Which was a joke. Yes, clearly. Um, yeah. And then the other person said it was a little weird because the bloopers were kind of disjointed from their origin, so it just felt a little off. Mm. You mean like every other clip show that's ever been done? Well, okay, let's not get snarky. It's I, I can understand. <laughs> I wasn't even on the episode. Well, I was, but yeah, I, no, I wasn't had, even a part of the. Oh, there. What, what, what did I say? I, I <laughs> just say though. <laughs> can I just say? Shlong uh, range. Shlong range. The greatest thing ever. The greatest thing ever. It's pretty funny. And the Caligula song. Caligula song. I said I said I love that Sarah's still trying to figure out. I'm still trying to memorize the Nations of the World song. Nations of the World song. It's it's really hard. I can't really get the Dominican Republic. We We also got feedback from Vincent from Paris. Uh, that said, actually, our French <gasps> accents, we did a couple episodes ago, oh were actually God. not bad. It was not like, bad. We just messed up on a few things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Says, I led us astray. Oh, my God. Okay. Can I read it, though? Like, it's, yeah. Can I try to read it? Said it, it instead of souffle, it should have been souffle. Yeah. Souffle. 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 So he says that um, a bout du souffle is pronounced a bout de souffle. 
with a silent E. Souffle, silent E is breath. Souffle with the accent is the dessert. And souffle <laughs> is to blow. Whoa. Completely yeah. different. You know why? Because we are friends. I'm giving the cigarette to the baby. Oh no, the Germans are coming. Hello, Americans! <laughs> Come on over! <laughs> Um, we had a couple feedback. bits on. Uh, so you had the bit from Justin you wanted to read, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm he so doesn't. He doesn't to want this. to read it. Yes. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, I've been waiting story, for this shit. Story time, children. So, so oh, Sarah, go. So we there was a post that Dave, our wonderful social media guy, uh, posted up. Uh, Ant Man of Ant. Paul Rudd is Ant Man. Me, the guy they keep in the closet. I'm gonna be part of the episode. Um, that was so cute. It was. Um, but yeah. First of all, can I say, hot picture of Paul Rudd. I think Sh- the reason why away. I wanted to do a caption thing was because of Sean's like yeah. Eminem. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because Sean, Sean like just instantly started going like, texted back the lyrics to "Lose Yourself." Yeah. want it? You want to never let it go? You only get one shot to shrink yourself. And then so Dave posted up and said, "Hey, do a caption contest. Only one person participated. By default, they win. Therefore, Dave now has to read this on the air." <sighs> no further ado. Uh, so Justin Rogers, who's been on the show a, c- a couple of times, um, had wrote had written in saying, "Hello, nerds. So I, I would like to have Dave, uh, whenever he's on the show, to say, <clears throat> and I quote, Lost is garbage, and Damon Lindelof is a hack.'" <laughs> Oh, is he throwing up yet? <laughs> but you, you want it with stress. more gusto? Yeah. Lost is garbage. <laughs> and Damon Lindelof is a fucking hack. Lost is garbage. <laughs> Which pains me. Uh, but the nerd in me also is happy because in September it'll be 10 years since it premiered. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> 10 years? I feel um, old. We got We're doing some, a uh, Phineas and Ferb last episode. Just so you know. That's right. Oh. Damon Lindelof is writing an episode for Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, we, we I just wanted to address uh, the concerns of our fans who may have been worried about our recent earthquake. Oh, oh uh, yeah. We are fine. Totally it's fine. okay. We're Californians. <laughs> Why the wine, though? We're Why the wine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of grapes fell down. <laughs> not, not to make light, though, a lot of people were injured. Yeah. A, lot a, lot of of bu- a lot of buildings are wrecked. Fires happening. Uh, yeah. It's, okay. it's you know why? Because fucking Napa County needs to get shit together and get some fire code going because yeah. those buildings are yeah. so good. And your hate mail can be directed yeah. to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. and they were all drunk well, I mean, when they built them. <laughs> to be, I mean, to be totally honest, yeah, there was some little bit of in- infrastructure failure there for that. That's why there's been this yeah. destruction you're seeing. Yeah. I mean, it could be far worse. It's nothing. It's nowhere near what Loma Prieta was like in '89. Right. Yeah. To be mm-hmm. totally fair. Oh yeah. But, um, to, to, but to the concern fan who tweeted this, I forget who who did such. There are a couple people who yeah, were like, um, we are fine. We, we are yeah. about eighty to hundred miles away from the. Not episode. Most, most of us slept through it. Most of us slept through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sort of woke up. I woke up. Yeah, I thought it was a nightmare. The baby, <laughs> the, the baby did not go to sleep last night until around. I don't know, maybe like three ten. Really? Oh, so yeah, yeah. She had a fussy night. She would not go down until like three ten. So twenty minutes to go down. And I went and I laid down. I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. I'm going to sleep. But I guess I have to wake up early and go to work tomorrow. And then there's an earthquake. I'm like, no! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! And then I hear, I hear, I hear, God! I hear, eh? Eh? No. Eh! No. Damn. Yeah, I think I was actually. I think I may have been the closest to it. I was in, I was in Dublin, California, but I was on the. Yeah. But yeah, but I was in the 
third floor of an apartment building. I didn't feel yeah. a damn thing. An I slept like a baby. Meets the current retrofitting. Standards. Yeah, oh yeah. So that's the point, Although I do think though. it's funny because I was driving back from Arizona from a wedding and like th- we got up really early. It's like three forty-five, almost four o'clock in the morning, and Facebook. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. The I one time everybody I know who's usually asleep is like, oh yeah. my god, you feel yeah. that earthquake? Hashtag I love earthquake? everyone who's like, this is my first earthquake. This is my first earthquake. Oh my this is my first time on the West Coast oh. and I felt an earthquake. It's like, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it okay. Happens. Um, it happens. I will say though, I will take an earthquake every five to ten years as opposed to a goddamn hurricane or tornado yep. every single yep. yeah. year. Yeah. 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 Amen. From yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Valid. Um, I mean, y'all went through Sandy, so I understand. Yes, oh, and oh, for those who are not used to, you know, being west of the San Andreas fault line, um, basically. Yeah, since close. Loma Prieta, which was 25 years ago at this point, yeah. all the buildings mm-hmm. been done since then have been designed to handle an 8.0 or higher earthquake with minimal damage. Yeah. But so, can they handle Godzilla? That admitted a snort out of me. That was so unusual. Yeah. Um, that was to, funny. So <laughs> as you can tell, we're all okay. Moving forward, though, we did get one piece of feedback from our good old fan, Brett, uh-huh. saying that we should... Uh, we should do a version of uh, Greece. Greece. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Yeah. You know how much I love trial, a good old-fashioned trial by combat, this yeah. time over the role of Rizzo. Can yeah. I express how deeply disappointed mm-hmm. I am in all of you? Oh, what? Wow. I said Fuck the, you. Because I said, said the thought of it gave me chills. I gave you a setup, and you guys didn't take I it. I know. Oh, it was brilliant. <laughs> we couldn't validate you, Brian. Your head would have got too big. We couldn't validate you. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, I was kind of off Twitter, so yeah. I was already like not paying attention. Brian, wow. I took that as you being like dismissive of it, so actually I didn't pick up on it at all. I no, I believed you, you when you said that you did not like. Yeah, Greece. we all believe yeah. you. I, so you I, don't, d- like I don't. I don't. I but... didn't believe him because. Yeah. Yes. Go on. <laughs> yes. Hold, hold, on. Here, guys. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There's there's a story here, Sean. You tell that story. Sean, right there's right a video now. of Sean doing. You're the one that I want on his own. Really? Oh, yes. When he was like 12 years old. Oh, we have to see this. Fuck you. <laughs> Christ. I'm not, hey, I didn't sing it. I was lip syncing. Doesn't matter. You did dancing. some pretty Much heavy dance with no one else did in you, the house. Did you do like the little like hands on your hips, little like pelvic watch type thing? Like, did you do that? Yep. Oh, that's hey, awesome. The, that happened. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. We should definitely start wrapping up. Yeah. Yeah. We, as always, appreciate the feedback. If you'd like to do that, you can go to nerdonomy.com and click on the Give Us Feedback option. Uh, you can also, of course, follow us on our social media networks at Facebook and Twitter, uh, at Nerdonomy. Soon to be Instagram. Soon to be Instagram as well. Um, and uh, you know what you can also do when you're at Nerdonomy.com? You can hit that donate button. and They can. Hit it. They can. Touch it. Love it. Leave in mind, I'm Schmeeky. Love him. Touch him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, you can help us out by submitting a donation through our PayPal account. No amount is too large or too small. You can even do what one of our listeners has done recently and sign up for a monthly contribution uh, for however amount you can afford, which thank is you. awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, of course, uh, if you have a little more money to spare, you can click on the, the audible.com link on the right side of our web page. Or if you're on a mobile device, go to audibletrial.com forward slash nerdonomy and sign up. Don't forget trial. about the special link that's down at the very bottom that actually gives us hardcore drugs. Yeah, we need drugs. We Lots want Molly. Mm-hmm. Black tar heroin, if yeah. at all possible. We have that link now. <laughs> we do. And wet. We, we are capable. Can we shout out to Lovely Girls with Issues? Yes. Of course. Yes. 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 Thank you. So Shameless much. plug. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, every week we sit down and talk uh, a DC comic, a Marvel comic, and an independent. And then we talk about comic book news and TV comic book news and movie comic book news. 
um, all comics for about an hour or so, and uh, we go back and forth with it. So mm-hmm. if you just find us, uh, Girls With Issues, um, our Twitter is at GWI Podcast, and then I'm at Billy Bones, B-I-L-L-E-A. And I'm at Vicky O, V-I-C-K-I-O-H-1-3. Mm-hmm. And we will pin and the shit take it out from show. oh sorry Dave but take it from a comic book nerd the fucking show is awesome thank yeah. you for doing yeah, that it's a great show it really keeps me abreast of things like I I never wanted to like it, just the idea of the Doctor Octavius Spider Man storyline <laughs> until <laughs> Billy was like I know Vic you don't give a shit about it how much shit I don't give about it. You know how much? <laughs> Can't even describe. <laughs> you guys are awesome. And we try. We're, we try. we're excited to um, do another episode with you guys. Looking forward to it. Indeed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We'll see. The boys are going to step out, and then uh, the girls are going to take over. So um, I just want to say that before we wrap up, that this has been an awesome two years. We are surrounded yes. by a great team of people, and I'm looking forward to what Nerdonomy is going to bring in the next two years. Brian's going to cry. So no, I'm not going to cry. Yes, he is. I'm not going to cry. Is this well, cry. Thanksgiving he's not talking about Brian. stomach. Brian, <laughs> come on, call back to your crying from like all the time in the first year of episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so precious. You know what it is? Can you do Sean. a clip show of like, can you, like Brian cries? <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you all. That's amazing. I can't Let's believe you just gave me that idea. <laughs> oh, no. like, you have no Get idea it. what an inspiration it is once I know something's going to be can against Can we seriously Brian. change the topic, please? No, no, no. <laughs> Motivated. In Brian's it's defense, happened. he's been hanging out with me long enough that now he's becoming a hardened individual. So I'm, Good. I'm now there's going to be two people on the podcast yeah. with no souls. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to say, as the newest member of Nerdonomy, thank you guys for two years of fantastic content and wonderful, just beautiful, amazing people that you guys are and you continue to be. And I know that, you know, it's going to continue to be amazing and wonderful and entertaining. And I'm happy to be a part of it. And thank you for help letting me join in on your fun little family. Well, thank you, Rox. And, can and we want to say thank you to all the people who were in our earlier episodes, too. I mean, like Kevin, yeah. Satorius, mm-hmm. and um, Robert. 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 Who I just read into Robert Campbell Justin today. was on a couple nice. episodes. Evan Schumacher. Richard. Richard. And, and Kyla, can I say? Of course, uh, can I just say as a silent partner, I'm so glad you guys let me out of the closet. <laughs> Dave, you came out of the closet? Oh, damn. The gauntlet got thrown. That was good. That was high five. Unfortunately, it was too late for the Pride Parade. (laughs) Take me with you, gay Pride Parade. (laughs) (laughs) Take me with you. That was Captain Oswald. I'm going to miss you, energetic Puerto Rican woman wearing a cock sock. (laughs) Take me with you, gay Pride Parade. (laughs) Guys, it is that time. So until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune in to us next week. Same nerd time. Same nerd channel. Nerdonomy.com. Bye. Another two years, bitches. Bye. I love you all. See ya. Bye. Later. And roll credits. Famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. To a ten-year-old, I'm huge. To a ten-year-old, I'm huge. Yes. Yes. Yes.